0: Hi, I'm Karis Howells, and this is my colleague.
1: I am Steve Beale.
0: We are part of a team of academic developers at Swansea University who provide support and promote good learning and teaching practices and experiences. Welcome to A Pinch of Salt, Swansea University's learning and teaching podcast. If it has anything to do with learning and teaching in a higher education, let's make sure everyone knows about it. Joining us today is Thomas Watson. He is a geography graduate and former Welsh Affairs Officer and is now a student voice coordinator at Swansea. Over the years, he has been involved in a number of high profile developments here, such as the creation of designated Welsh language accommodation and the hosting of the Inter-University I to name but two. So I think it's fair to say that Thomas is pretty passionate about the Welsh culture and language in higher education. And I am thrilled to say he is with us right now. Thomas Chrysler, you pinch of salt, how are you?
2: Thank for having me, yes, very good, thank you, on this rather damp day, Tom.
0: Absolutely, I know, or a day for it. Well, you've packed quite a lot in since first arriving at Swansea, and we sort of wanted to start really right at the beginning of your journey with the university. So could you talk us through why originally did you choose to come to Swansea out of all the universities you could have selected? What was it that attracted you to study here at Swansea Uni?
2: So... I'm from Aberystwyth originally, um, which is, well, two hours of the road west, and a big part of kind of my upbringing was Welsh language, Welsh culture, you know, that was my life. And, you know, I went to a Welsh medium school um, and was also a part of, so for all those that don't know, are, are a Welsh language pressure group. Um, who've been around for years and campaigned on a number of different things so I was a part of that um, so fair to say it's, it's quite passionate about these things and um, when I was making that decision to, to where to go within the higher education sphere I, you know I had the grades to go anywhere. really not, not sorry that was a bit of a humble brag there but not at all. the um <laughs> The Welsh language was a huge part of that as well you know I, I was weighing up whether I wanted to go somewhere for the course and whether that course could be provided through Welsh and to be honest I just felt if Swansea was the perfect fit in terms of the and the ability to do that I didn't really like Cardiff um, mm. <laughs> because it was just too all over the place and I was not going to stay at home in Aberystwyth study because um My mum worked in the department that I wanted to go and study at. Um, So that was a no. Um, So um, it was either that or Bangor, And um, yeah, that's what Swansea just chose me, I think, because of that. I think that was the sole reason the Welsh language was a massive part of that. It felt kind of a bit, the decision felt a bit... um, I don't know what the word is in English, but it felt a bit, um, but yeah, it just felt a bit silly not to, not to, you know, not to further the education after everything that's happened and all the history and everything that I was passionate about. I just felt it was a bit silly not to take that opportunity and to revel in our chance of being able to study at a higher level in, in, in Welsh.
0: There's a natural progression for you really to, to study at Swansea because of that Welsh medium provision. Um, was the transition mm. everything that you thought it was going to be? Because coming from your Welsh medium background in Aberystwyth, coming to, to Swansea University, was it a difficult transition? Or did you find it actually quite easy picking up your studies in Welsh at Swansea? The,
2: st- the studying was interesting. It was it was very different in a sense that I was surrounded by a lot more English than what I had been in the past the, the transition itself there was quite there was a fear of us from our bluster who came down so that was fine you know I had friends around me that were do well actually doing the same course as well but the of delivery and what we expected of the not the quantity was different to what we were used to you know we were getting lectures sometimes in English and then having to translate things and and the the way in which um, the Welsh language is interwoven into courses and stuff differs. So it was, it was slight, it was different to what we expected because, you, you know, come, coming from school, you've got none till half three solid lessons Welsh, whereas we were in a transition period where we were learning with people in other languages and then breaking off into our own Welsh little group. So it felt sometimes a bit isolated as well, which we weren't really used to because you were learning in these huge environments and then these people were breaking off into their own little groups within their languages, what English was their language, and then we would kind of be gated in a sense. So it was a bit weird and we've had had conversations with people that i got to know after kind of you know maybe one or two year in the course where they always thought that we were isolating ourselves but we didn't it wasn't it was just a it was a thing that we had to combat in terms of socially we had to of our core group of Welsh learners but then to them it looked like we were segregating ourselves but we were only doing it because that's the only people we knew because that's the only people that we be we were being taught with so it was a bit of a a funny place to be in and you had to kind of navigate those spaces then but once they started to talk to us they were fine.
0: What what do you say (laughs) though in those instances when somebody comes up to you and kind of says oh you know we thought you were segregating yourself what was kind of your response to that how do you make them understand kind of why it was important to you to study through Welsh and why you were kind of going into these separate groups?
2: I think it was giving them the understanding that you know we weren't doing it on purpose we were just doing it because that's what we were being told to do um I think they were per- thinking oh you've purposely put yourself in those groups and you purposely don't come and talk to us but then it was kind of us having to go well you're you're put with different people every time we we are put with the same people because we can't chop and change you know if you could understand well you'd be in my group do you know what I mean but it was it's it's kind of that um educational aspect because you know before coming to university I thought everyone knew Welsh was a thing and that you know that was that but coming to university quickly found out that some people didn't even know uh, people you know people who'd lived in England all their lives had no idea the Welsh language was still a thing they just thought it was a tokenistic language in the same sense as you know like um Breton or, or Cornish, for example. They just thought, oh yeah, it's it's that. So it's really interesting to me to find out that, you know, having to explain that to them, like explain that it is a thing and you know, and that that's what you're seeing on the road signs. Yeah, that's Headley, not Heedloo. Um, yeah <laughs> Araf is what everyone loves on um Araf on the roads. So it was just it's just that transition period for them, I think, to come come in and navigate a Welsh space because they just, it's completely alien to them. It's Because it, they just go, what, what does that mean? What, what is that? So it's, 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 yeah, it's bringing them in and educating them about the rich history and culture within somewhere that they've just had no exposure to before.
1: I'm curious now you've said that, was that the sort of first time you found yourself as being a, a representative advocate of the Welsh language, even inadvertently, or had you had experience of that before?
2: I think through Kandita I was more hardcore, let's just say, than any of my any of my friends. But when I was in Abrastwith and in that bubble, I used it day-to-day anyway. So it didn't really didn't it didn't feel like massive advocacy. When it was down here, it felt more like having to explain myself in a sphere that I thought I wouldn't have to, if that makes sense. Like me and my friends were constantly having to be like yeah we're the Welsh society or yeah we're doing this and yeah we're talking Welsh no we're not talking about you we're just with this is how we just do it like there's there's no so it was it's it's been a weird transition even though well to, to give you more background I was born in London so my dad's English and we moved over to Aberystwyth when I was like four so even going back to like in you know like to London to my you know the other side of the family that's fine you know they get it but then it was kind of when people come into a, a wealth space I think that's when it gets slightly confused as well so um yeah it, it was weird it was a, I wouldn't call it advocacy I would just call it educating but it, it's always been a weird it's been a weird um dynamic to be a part of because you're also you know that you're also why am I explaining myself you know not to sound you know too great it's crazy here but why am I explaining myself in my own country speaking my own language when this is just what I do you know so it, it's it's it comes up with all sorts of thoughts in your head and, and you're constantly feeling kind of an outsider in a space that you thought you that you would be kind of the main player and that people would understand, you know. You can't, you it's the same when we in any kind of scenario where we were in the Welsh society, you know, like we would always say, Well, if we were in France, why would say anything about a French sign or, or me speaking French? But it's the the different numbers, there's obviously different numbers in the history that and that the language has gone through and the effects of that history is evidently seen today and that's what kind of plays out and I think because education is such a microcosm of society it then plays out on a really local level then so that's what was really interesting for me.
0: It sounds a lot like your experiences of kind of um, studying with people from so many different backgrounds beyond kind of that Welsh speaking background that you might have come into contact with at ABBA Kind of made you think much more kind of deeply I guess about your sort of sense of identity and, and the role of Welsh culture as you as you were mentioning earlier um, has it been do you think in terms of like teaching and learning particularly do you think that you've had more benefits or challenges from having to go through those experiences early on when you were an undergrad when you were studying? Do you think kind of that mm. having to go through that experience of um, kind of explaining your culture, explaining why it is that you're studying in Welsh, has, was that just a challenge and um, something that you need to sort of overcome? Or do you think there was some the real benefits to having to have those discussions from kind of learning you know, to to kind of uh, open up your culture, I guess, to people who are not familiar, who didn't even know it existed, as you said.
2: It's interesting because the benefits of it for us were fantastic, you know, we got to to learn at a higher, you know, like a, a level, you know, higher education level in two languages. So for us, it was being able to show on a piece of paper, I've got these skills. Really good skills at two, at you know two in two languages, whereas everyone else is doing it in one. So on a personal level, fantastic, and um, you know the opportunities that we got from it as well were great. Um, I won't go into uh, how. Welsh language education is funded because we could be here for hours but um and I think that needs to change but and the way it's integrated into the university I think could have you know people could have a look at as well um I think it's I think it was the only the only drawback was maybe some lecturers understanding of it and some non-well-speaking lecturers understanding of it in a sense that we felt sometimes that they treated it as a sort of an inconvenience you know but then that rubs off as us being an inconvenience so it did leave sort of a bit of taste in some people's mouths because we had some you know they were obviously isolated incidents but I think an isolated incident has such a massive effect on some people where you know we we would be for example in stats and obviously, we'd have it through Welsh. So then they, and then say they didn't have the material or something like that, then there would be a, oh, do you have to have it in that? I've got it here. Like, do you know what I mean? And then everyone would be a bit like, we don't, but at the same time, we really would appreciate that because that's what we wanted to do here. So, um, it'd be beneficial. But I think it's, I think it's then looking at things on a broader sense. Again, it's, it's, it's educating people again not only students, but staff and just people in general about why people want to use the language, not because they want to make everyone's life difficult, but it's just that that's what comes natural to you. You know, that's that's yeah. just, you know, it's like, I don't know, I try and explain it to people, but it's really difficult to explain it to someone that's a monoglot and, that, and that's me trying not to come across way anyway, no? but it's like, I don't know, say, say your first language was... French and then someone came in and was like no you have to learn something in English you have to and then you're going like oh do I have to this is what I used to this is why I speak to my family and friends in so it's interesting it's very interesting.
0: Do You obviously you're working as student um, voice officer at the moment coordinator sorry do you find Mm. that those attitudes are changing can we be optimistic about the fact that it's moving in the right direction or do you feel actually it's quite static that you're still coming across instances where students are reporting um, that they they go through these experiences of encountering staff who can, don't understand the importance of of learning in the Welsh medium, their own tongue.
2: Hmm. I think I think just awareness about Wales is change, and the culture and language is changing over time. I think you can see it quite evidently. Um, you know, you if you look back at history, and I don't want to give everyone a history level, but you know, it's one of the oldest languages in Europe. And then kind of, since the Act of Union um, from Henry VIII, the there's been a steady decline of the um, the state within Wales. You know, it was, it, he got rid of it and they, got they, you know, the, the English occupation got rid of the language in terms of where you could use it. So you couldn't use it in any kind of banks, in court of law, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And what that does to a language is it really kind of cripples their knees because it's just the language of someone at home. And then the, the big blow in history was when um, you look at kind of the treachery of the blue books. And that was kind of in about late eight, oh, actually mid eighteen hundreds, yeah, you know, eighteen forty seven. And what happened there was there was a review of education in, in Wales and what the review said was this language is holding your children back economically and socially so you shouldn't teach them it. so you can see that evidently today in the north kind of the heartlands didn't really do well it's had an effect but not massively but in the south it was, oh my god there's generations of people that have not learned it because their parents just simply didn't pass it on because that's what they were told it would hold them back so ever since we've started to gain things come you know the you know these laws have come into place and especially within higher education you know the there was the Welsh language rights what was it 2011 was it where there was equal there were um equal prominence had to be given to Welsh and English that's had such a massive effect do you know what I mean the being, giving the students and people the opportunity to receive, you know, letters, personal tutors, anything in, in, in your language just has made such a massive difference. But I think once you've got that official status, there's quite a lot of work to do in terms of how society and culture can catch up to that then. So it's about kind of, I think this is the next step for us is, is getting these, these building blocks in place. And then having these conversations where we can try and enrich and educate people, because we want everyone to be a part of the culture, but it can feel a bit elitist, you know, when we simply put things down to a language, whereas we just, I think we should be referring to Wales and the Welsh people more on their culture and not specifically to the language, because the language obviously alienates a massive proportion of whales because that skill is just not there. And that's not their fault. That's just, that's just where you've, you know, you've grown up. If I, I if I was born in the front of the valleys, maybe I wouldn't have the skills that I do now. So it's, it's, it's really interesting the, the evolution and the, and the stuff that's happened in history, uh, you see it playing out today. And that's what I think we need to kind of look at.
0: Is it more difficult in terms of you know, thinking about the fact that you've got culture and you've got language, obviously, you know, with language we when we are on campus, but back in the days when we were allowed onto campus, um, you have the Welsh language signs up, um, you've obviously got um, the ability to study in, in Welsh in, in certain modules. Is it more difficult or is it easier to promote culture? Because obviously, as you said, you know, you can access people who are not Welsh language speakers, but then I guess in some ways, you know, culture is you know it evolves. It's very much regional, changes over time. Is it is it difficult to pin down what Welsh culture is and then to promote it? Um, so does that make it more difficult than than promoting, say, Welsh language learning, for example, within a
2: university? I think context? so. Yeah. No, definitely, I think so. But I think there are changes with the institution. Um, Aberystwyth, one of the oldest in Wales, has a really Strong Welsh culture. They have their Welsh halls back to Kellyn, um, which have been going for years. And yeah, I don't know if you saw a couple of years ago, there's a massive kind of strikes so, not because they were going to refurb the hall, it, it, it's all sorted now, but, but it was a, a hot topic. But if you look at each institution in Wales, um, Bangor, Aberystwyth, and Cardiff have a Welsh union. We don't. We only have a union. I'm not saying nothing. Bangor, i have a Welsh language officer, so full-time officer. My role was part-time and I made that full-time. Um, we went through a whole, we went through a whole, taking it through the AGM, so annual general meeting of the union, um, it got passed, but by a whisker because there was a lot of To and fro, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of students were saying, "Well, why why you, you know, why why isn't why isn't there a full-time women's officer? Why is it the Welsh that are getting presidents here?" So again, feeling like feeling oppressed within your own country, if that makes sense. But not that not that I'm saying not that I'm saying there that, you know, like a women's officer wouldn't be beneficial and wouldn't be a good thing but again I think what we came back to then was trying to explain well if we were in France Spain would you say no to a Spanish officer or a French officer it was kind of again building blocks of what can we build on here for us to be able to be heard because we we've always felt isolated here whereas in other places in institutions in Wales because there's a larger proportion of welsh speaking students then you've got more of a crowd so once we've now got in Swansea I think over time we can see the culture just build around that as a focal point because you know in in higher education the good thing is that everything's always changing but the bad thing is that everything's always changing every year so you've got students and who are really passionate and want to do stuff and then you'll get ones that are more passive and not saying that they, they're a bad thing but um culture in general is so hard to pinpoint and so hard to put your finger on and because the language is so intertwined with it it's it also gets just messy say so um but it's also the local area as well do you know what I mean like in Aberystwyth you've got more opportunities outside of the institution to bring stuff in whereas in Swansea for example that's not the case it's it's just not there Whereas in Cardiff, you have, you've got, you know, you've got club, you've got these focal points of Welsh culture, which you can dip into them as an institution. But here it's, it's, it's not the same. It's more stagnant in, in that sense. But we are seeing slowly that things are being, things are being done. So yeah, sorry, it's a bit of a complex picture. (laughs) It's never really easy. Yeah,
0: it sounds very complex. But, I mean, I do get the sense that, like you're saying, it's it's slowly evolving, but is there anything really that we can do to kind of um, further develop that Welsh culture, you know, within the university and obviously then the local community? But, um, you know, if, if you had a tutor or a student was listening today and there was something that they wanted to do to get involved to, to help that, what would, what would be your kind of, like, you know, tips on... Where to start and and what they can do to help develop that culture in that way?
2: I think it's just having the awareness knowing that you know the Welsh language the Welsh culture is a thing and that that we're more than willing to share that with people as much as possible and that's not me waving a leak every St David's Day that's all year round trying to get people to come and enjoy because there's such a rich history there's such a rich culture all around us that we need to be dipping into it and that doesn't mean that you have to learn the language like I'm not saying that you need to learn it but if you do have the opportunity take it and also use it or uh, North Star or uh, anything at all Arav if you want to heavily i don't know if just there's really simple words go such a long way and i think it's about kind of bringing that into your daily practice i kind of go into welsh overdrive when i go into any in, on holiday anywhere and i only say deal and i don't know why i do it people have no idea what i'm saying but i think it's just the reaction of, of where you are but i think it's it's just about embracing the small things would be my my, my big because I think people would really, really appreciate that and for it to be taken into consideration. Not as an inconvenience, though, because I, I want to kind of steer away from that. I'm kind of conscious that although the, 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 the rights and prominence from the laws has been great, it's also then kind of gone... It's the same with kind of in a, in a playground. If, if you tell a child, oh, you need to speak Welsh they're going to rebel against it and speak English. So if you're telling a staff member, everything needs to be in Welsh, then it, yeah, it's great. But then go, Oh, I've got to get it translated. Oh, translation takes ages. How many conversations like that have you had? (laughs) So it's about kind of incorporating that and, and appreciating that. I know it's frustrating, but the, the, um, benefits of that and the way that people when something is translated or something is available to them within a language that is comfortable for them it just honestly it just feels so nice you just feel at home in a sense so the benefits of that to those students are incredible
1: can i can i jump ahead a little bit on our questions because you've touched on something i was going to raise um, later on let's say somebody coming in to swansea university be it student or staff from further afield what kind of opportunities could they have to get involved with? You said maybe the Welsh language or to Welsh culture. Are there any things they you'd recommend they could get involved with? Opportunities.
2: Yeah, there's there's a lot. Well, I think it'd be cool for you to start with looking at Welsh as a language is going through um, a bit of a bit of a change in terms of how we use it and how we modernise it, because it's it's just been quite stagnant in terms of it's got to be pretty and it's got to be proper, but now we're incorporating it all sorts, so I just have a look at things like HANCH um, stuff on the, like, the SPREC and stuff, to see about watching programmes, getting involved with kind of, you know, stupid videos online, all the rest of it, because things are changing. Just to have a glimpse at kind of what the youth, the youthful Welsh are doing. Don't look at the old, like, David Iwan tape recordings of 19, whatever. Just have a look at what's out there already. Welsh music, huge part. Like, it's, that's, that's like booming at the moment. Just have a look at tracks, have a look at gigs. There's all sorts of stuff going on all the time around the place, not only in the uni, but like elsewhere you can obviously learn Welsh. There's loads of opportunities too. Um, learn Welsh is, well, that's what it's called, learn Welsh. So just Google that, have a little look at Dusky Camerag and they'll be able to kind of teach you anything, even if it's just a bit of Duolingo, just so you know what, they're talking, what's, what these road signs and stuff mean, okay. that'll probably help you as well. But I think it's in, in terms of the culture, I think it's just kind of take every opportunity that you can and don't feel I know it's difficult to say that, but don't feel alienated in, in a in a Welsh space. You know, you, you can go to these gigs, you can cooperate, and you can just say, yeah, if someone goes at you and starts yapping your ear off in another language, just go, oh, sorry, mate, I don't speak Welsh, or, I don't know, sorry. <laughs> and then I go, oh, it's all right then. Um, so I think it's take every opportunity that you can. And don't be afraid to be in those spaces either because we'd welcome you in those spaces you know it's not elitist and it's not exclusive but i think sometimes when it when it is alien to you you can feel excluded
1: i was going to say as someone from swansea as an adult learner you know the last person in my family to speak Welsh was my grandfather and didn't get passed on to my mum and i've been trying to learn as an adult and people you're right. It is inclusive, right? people their faces light up even when you try to speak a little bit of Welsh, and it's it's really positive. So I would echo everything you said there. Definitely, it's great. Are there any quintessentially Welsh experiences someone coming in for the first time might expect that they could might expect to see coming to Swansea University, for instance? Quintessentially Welsh.
2: Yeah. Well, if you haven't if you haven't gone to an Esteddfod, I would highly, highly recommend. I don't know if Rhyngol's coming back anytime soon because I might be in Bangor this year. But for anyone that doesn't know what an Esteddfod is, an Esteddfod is a culturally, cultural competition where you will sing and you'll have a good time. But um, Dantra Gwerin, why not? Welsh folk dancing, that's what that is. Great time. Honestly, as well, that's a bit of fun. You've got to try some Welsh cakes and you've got to try some cow. I know that's really stereotypical, but it's just, it's just got to be done. And then, I don't know, it depends how hardcore you want to go, you know? Like, do you want to be those people that look at the Mabinogi um, and the folklores and go around Wales, having a look at what where they are? But there's a really cool place in Aberystwyth where, um, you can see the where there used to be a forest under the sea. And there's a quite cool folklore about that. But um yeah, it depends depends how how deep you want to go. But there's a, a huge amount down there. But yeah, definitely trunk go have a look at the Estebods and go to one because they are a bit they are quite jokes. I remember when I was um about <laughs> seventeen, eighteen and we'd we were, at, we were at a festival at Edvard and we were a bit whist away the next day and we'd had a few pints to get over it
1: and we went to see
2: St Chaguerin. best decision I've ever made.
1: Thank you for that, lots to get involved with then, lots of ideas as well.
0: Um, I'm kind of just wondering how, um, obviously coming out of being a student and a Welsh Affairs Officer now working in Student Voice how easy was that transition did it help you coming from that background and how much of what you did as a student then is informing the way that you you're kind of functioning um as in your current role within Swansea
2: it's been interesting you know because again I've gone into an environment where it's quite English well actually no I started off within the academy hall TV so kind of the Welsh um department within the institution, so day-to-day was Welsh, emails were Welsh, phone calls as Welsh, got this job, came into a very English environment, not that's a bad thing, but it, again it took some getting used to in terms of, of what language I'm speaking, you know. It's, it's really funny, it's, it's been highlighted over Zoom where I will have gone to a Welsh meeting, come out, gone to something else and started in Welsh again and everyone just looks at me like what sorry and then I'm like oh sorry sorry let me start again let me start again Even things like it's the adjustment of it I think being in work is just is high pressure anyway isn't it and then you you add on thinking in two languages and it and it it is kind quite funny at the end of the day I think I was in something a day and um, we went through applications for something and everyone was giving their comments. And I went through it and I gave my comments, I sent them in, and then they were all in Welsh. And I completely forgot, it's just what it came natural to me. But it's quite funny then, because everyone was just like, uh, can you tell us what you meant here please for us to be able to just this? But um, the transition's been, it's been less of a jump from what it was to come here, is what I would say really. It was more, it was more adjusting to kind of work and where the Welsh language will come in to work. Whereas in university, I knew exactly where it was going to come in because I knew which modules I was on or what meetings I had. Um, whereas now it's more of a, ooh, do you, do, don't you, do not? It's kind of that little dance that you do with someone, if they've got a Welsh name or not, you kind of go, ooh, really, do, do you? Uh... And then webtel is quite good for that because then you've got your little thing next to someone's name. I, knew, I usually do it with the, um, with the lanyards, re- and I love the nan- lanyards because you can tell a lot by someone's lanyard. But then, yeah, I usually do that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and then i will try and switch. But um, yeah, it's quite nice. It is quite nice. And I think it's, for me, I think in work, what's been really nice is getting to know colleagues and seeing them on that Welsh journey, and then us being able to communicate through Welsh. And even if it's just a diagh, again, I just find that so cool that someone's gone out of their way and I really appreciate it and it's and it's really nice I've got one colleague that is in Welsh classes with me actually and we've worked together for a couple of years and um I didn't really think that she spoke anything but um yeah we're at the same level but that's quite cool isn't it Mm. because we can never stop learning and I tell you now Welsh mutations are enough Cause all sorts
0: of chaos. Yeah, we get that. <laughs> I think anybody who's uh, who started learning Welsh certainly has to and the challenge of mutations is definitely a hurdle to get over, isn't it? So, mm. Mm. brilliant. Thank you, Steve. Are you are you good? Or? Yeah.
1: So, just well I suppose the last one to wrap up. I don't think we've touched on it. Is what lays ahead for you personally in the future? Then, what's the next steps?
2: Mm. Gosh, what do I want to disclose? Um, <laughs> well, you don't I have think to it... <laughs>
0: You don't have to
2: answer the questions, no. <laughs> well, I just want more challenge. I just want a bigger challenge, if I'm being, being completely honest. I'm, um, I'm fine with where I'm at, but I would like to chair Obviously, Corona's kind of stopped everyone from doing anything, haven't they? But I think it's it's, it's, um, it's the age-old question of, Oh, do I move to England or not? And I think that's my big one, is because... Because the Welsh language is such a massive part of my life and Welsh culture in general, I worry about moving away and if I would miss it, because I just, I just like it as my day-to-day and I like being a part of it. Um, so it's, it's me navigating where I'm going next and what role the language is going to have and the culture is going to have within that. You know, I really, really enjoy it as part of my work or as part of what I'm doing. Um, because it just makes me feel at home. That would be my, my main thing. So whatever I am doing, I'm hoping that that's some connotation with the language, either in a passive or very intertwined way, but it, it's still, I still want it to be there. Um, in whatever I am doing in the future okay
0: and on that note we shall um, wrap up we just have a few what we call quick fire questions to finish so they're a bit of fun Um,
1: what was the last good book you read
2: Ooh, good question Agatha Christie I've inherited the Agatha Christie collection from the family and I'm slowly going through and she knows a good twist doesn't she
0: (laughs) definitely definitely I'm with you on that one Okay, so what what do you prefer? Do you prefer learning on campus or do you think working or learning online?
2: Oh, campus. But I'm a granddad, so I need pen and paper. I can't do online. I don't know how they've done it. And I'm really impressed that students have done this switch. But I am to be able to go back and to be actually to be like face to
1: face with people. Okay, so if you could meet one historical or contemporary person, who would it be and why?
2: Very good question. Let me think. I think it'd be someone like Gandhi, you know, Mahatma Gandhi, just because his message was so peaceful. And I just think we've got a lot to learn from people like that.
0: Would you rather have twice as much spare time or twice as much money if you could choose?
2: Spare time, 100% spare time. Because you can get after so much, can't you? You've only got at a limited amount of time. And what are you going to do with the money when you've got nothing? To do, when you've got no time to use it with?
0: That's a good point, actually. Absolutely.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say, was that spare time with or without money? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> are you happier in the town or country or anywhere specifically?
2: Very mood-dependent. I want to be... I want a couple of beers, maybe the towns that... If you want a nice little weekend and away, it's gotta be your country, isn't it?
0: Any anyway, specific, any part of Wales, maybe that you kind of particularly like, or you sort of
2: head <sighs> well, over. At the centre of the universe, as Avrash mm. is it, called, um, yeah, there. It's just home, it's just where everything goes on. It's just oh, it's just nice, you know. You've got everything there, you've got the sea got the mountains and you've got everything in between as we somebody we who's we not from
0: Aberystwyth I completely agree it's, it's a great place to be <laughs>
2: okay <so laughs> it's, thank- it's really funny actually because um sorry yeah. but my um one of my best mates he is actually going out with well one of my best mates as well Meg and he always tells me every single person from Aberystwyth I don't know what they do or if they pay you, but everyone is an advocate for the place, but like tooth and nail. Like we any chance we get, we'd be like, yes, the best place on on this planet. And everyone says it and everyone does it. I don't know what it is, but it is. And I can't, that's why it's the centre of the universe because honestly. <laughs> Great answer. Okay. I'm just going to quickly
0: close up. Um Thomas Deal from Shaladini He you. Thank you so much for coming to talk to us
2: today.v Harris, thank you very much. Chris and Steve' been lovely.
1: Thank you and is, if anyone wants to uh, follow you on social media or anything similar, have you got any channels or links they could check out?
2: I think I'm Thomas Glendour on mostly everything, which is rather the funny because that's probably the Welshest name you've ever heard. So um yeah, Thomas Glenndoour of Thomas and School Watson if you want. to give you a little follow
1: that's all from us thank you very much <laughs>